This is Taylor Talk, the number one Taylor Swift podcast brought to you by taylortalk.org. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 124 of Taylor Talk, the Taylor Swift podcast. My name is Adam. I'm Maya. I'm Diane. And I'm Sammy. Hey, guys. Hi. Hi. How's everyone doing? Good. Well, how's uh, life with you? It's good. Okay. It's good. I, as you guys know, I had uh, my birthday on Friday, this past Friday. How was your birthday? And Well, I just I wanted to give some special thank yous because I am like overwhelmed with the uh, lovely people that have taken time out to, well, tweet me and Facebook me and stuff like that. There's so many Not of you me. out there that did it. I was actually in shock. I didn't know that many of you cared. Uh, <laughs> but special, special thank yous, though. At Evelyn underscore Swift, Madison and Liz all sent me those really cool, like, Taylor Swift virtual card things, those online cards. Oh, that's awesome. Oh, that's so nice. And Even I was I like, that's the have- coolest thing ever. It was, like, really, really sweet. And then uh, a very, very special shout out. Shania in Australia put together this whole video for me where she dressed up in a red hat and red balloons and wore her Taylor shirt and this special video she sent me. And that, that was very nice. And I thought worthy of a, a very special shout out. Oh, wow. So, thank you to everyone who recognized <laughs> that. But I, I don't want to go on too much about that. So I'm going to just stop rambling. And uh, well, actually, before I let Diane take the news, we have one more announcement. We have a special guest joining us later in the episode. It was a very insightful uh, discussion. We actually recorded it before we're recording the main episode. And don't give away our secrets. I was going to say, that. don't yeah. give away the illusion, Adam. You're oh, sorry. Magic. Since since they're yeah. not going to notice, like magically, one more person appearing on the on the podcast <laughs> and then disappearing later. Well, maybe she's disappear. sitting in the corner quietly. They didn't know. Okay. Well, Either way, really we have a special guest joining us later in the episode. Uh, well, you guys, I don't want to spoil the surprise. You'll find out later. Diane, can you give us the news, please? Yes. Well, one of the reasons that we admire Taylor Swift so much is for her generous heart. This week, Taylor donated $100,000 from the sales of her singer from her single Ronin to the V Foundation for Cancer Research. The money will go towards go towards pediatric cancer research. Yeah. So that was very sweet of Taylor to do that. Did anyone happen to notice cuz I remember when Ronin first came out, the proceeds from the sales were supposed to be donated to charity. Have they just been like sitting in a fund waiting for Taylor to pick a charity for it to go to? That or they had to reach a certain amount until they could access it. Oh. Maybe they had set like a 100,000 cap on it so they were waiting until it was downloaded enough to get to 100,000. Okay. Although I find I was... that odd because it was at number one, so I don't understand why that first day it didn't automatically get 100,000 downloads. However, it was not available worldwide, so that probably affected how long it took. Mm-hmm. Okay, I was just curious because I was like, wait a second, Ronan, that whole thing went, went on a, like quite a while ago. Yeah, I think that they were probably waiting for it to hit a certain number of sales. Like a just a threshold of some sort? Yeah. Okay, I gotcha. Cool. All right, and also in the news, Radio.com released a behind-the-scenes video of Taylor Swift for the ACMs entitled Inside Entertainer of the Year. You can check out the video at taylortalk.org slash episode 124. Fan voting for the ACM Entertainer of the Year begins on March 24th, and the ACM awards themselves take place on April 6th. So we are looking forward to that. Also, and I know people that are going. Yay. Going where? Aren't you guys going to the ACMs? Oh, yeah. 
<laughs> as seat fillers, yes. <laughs> forget about that, Adam. I, I didn't forget. I was teasing Sammy. And then I look dumb. Thanks, Adam. I tease because I care. Mm, yeah, but no yeah, one else okay. does, so now I just look like an idiot. We love you, Sammy. I, I love you, <laughs> at least. <laughs> All right, and finally, here's your friendly reminder to vote for Taylor in the 2014 Kids' Choice Awards. Taylor Swift is nominated for Favorite Female Singer and Favorite Song for I Knew You Were Trouble. You can vote for her at kidschoiceawards.com. The awards will air at 8, 7 central on Nickelodeon on March 29th. Also, the vote for Taylor for the iHeart Radio Music Awards. Oh, you can vote for Taylor for the iHeart Radio Music Awards every day as well at iHeart.com/awards. The first annual iHeart Radio Music Awards will be held on May first on NBC. Well read, Diane. Well read. Thank you. Good job. The iHeart Radio Music Awards. Can, if if I'm wrong on this, somebody correct me. But from what I heard on the radio. Something unique that they're doing is it's not like a standard voting system. They're taking into account, like, because iHeartRadio has several um, radio stations and things that they're connected with, taking into account playtime, the number of requests, things like that, like actual fan demand. That's really cool. Because if I understand it correctly, that's how they established the nominations is through, like, Shazam and through fan custom playlists and all that stuff. And then the voting is just, you know, whatever you want. Because when you go online and you vote, it'll tell you the percentage of people that are voting. So, like, you already know, like, whether Taylor's winning or losing. But I think that the nominations were based on that stuff, not the percentage of her winning. Okay, well, either way, it seems on the surface to be one of the most fair fan, I guess, fan. I can't say fan voted because those aren't fan votes, but fan supported shows yeah like fan supported shows it's a very interesting concept i'm very interested to see how it all plays out yeah it'll be cool i I guess you know it's supposed to be like a big award show people are going to be performing and all that stuff yeah oh very cool yes it looks very cool yeah maybe taylor will go she'll still be here i don't know (laughs) i don't know her life (laughs) i don't know her (laughs) (laughs) so sammy I always say every time, every single time. So now this time I'm just going to ask you, are there any red tour updates this week? Yeah, I'll just give you a really, really quick one. Um, Jakarta, Indonesia tickets sold out in two hours and Singapore tickets sold out in less than an hour. Um, Manila goes on sale on March 13th and Tokyo goes on sale on March 29th. March 13th. Lucky day. Yeah. That's it for Asia until the tour starts in June. Cool. Thank you for that, Sammy. Was you it are March thirteenth, the, the day that the Red Tour started last year. Yep, and the day that Twenty Two Music Video came out. So cool! It's like all coming full circle. I know it's the never-ending tour. Year, a whole year. That's nutty. She's Taylor. She just keeps going. She's a machine. Oh, I was thinking more that it just like feels like it was yesterday. Oh. Okay. So as promised, we've got our uh, special guests joining us for the main discussion so we're gonna play that for you now okay guys the moment in the episode is here we got our special guest here on the line with us hi ashley hey how you doing good how are you good so for those who don't know ashley is the great founder of the behemoth of a twitter account called t swift on tour behemoth that's That's a a big word adam what does that mean 
That's a big word for you. (laughs) I think I might have just made it up. Probably. You didn't make it up, but it's just... It's an impressive word. Thank you, Maya. You're welcome. Well, it's I'm an flattered. impressive Twitter account, too. So Yeah, so it works. It is. So, uh, because, Ashley, you're new to this, I thought it would be fun to just kind of break in and ask you guys some trivia questions for everybody, just to get the conversation flowing. Oh, jeez. Make We're you all comfortable. Yeah, so horrible. I forgot where I was. You see that? I'm so used to updating that I was going to say T-Swift on tour, but we're not at T-Swift on tour. Okay, well, Sammy, you wanna? You think you got these uh, trivia questions? You gonna no. answer? What? <laughs> well, let, I let's let's <laughs> let's give it a try. Here's here's one I pulled uh, off of something I saw on TV. Actually, which award did Taylor refer to as the highlight of my senior year? Oh, the CMA Horizon Award. Did you cheat? No, I just know that. I did anyone that. else know that? No. Yeah. She was like, this is the highlight of my senior year. And yeah, that was like the first of one of the girls. like the first big huge award that so she got with the big yellow dress. Okay, I will be very surprised if nobody knows this one. I lost my question. <laughs> that's, that's really bad. <laughs> Perfect. Oh, Apparently, here it is. It's a really hard question. It disappeared off the page. Here it is. What what song was released early after being leaked online? Mine. Okay. Uh. All right, these trivia questions are boring. I'm sorry. Let's just get into it and talk about what we're here to talk about. No, the correct answer Good job, is guys. all you I know. You guys bored me to death. I thought trivia would be fun. Except we knew the answer, so you're a little bit annoyed. Not annoyed. He's annoyed because he didn't know the answers. I knew the answers. I was the one that came up with the questions. You looked them up. <laughs> okay, whatever, 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 whatever. Okay. So, Ashley, you know what? Let's let our audience get to know you for a sec. And rather than the basic question, oh, tell me about yourself, because that would be really boring. Mm -hmm. I think a more fun way to get to know you would be, what is the best Taylor moment in history and why? It's a hard one. Um, Of course it's a hard one. That's why I asked it. There's definitely a lot of them. Um, Maybe when she won Entertainer of the Year in 2009, because it was like just really huge for her. And, um, you know, just, like, she really made it then. And, like, her reaction was just priceless, I think. Cool. I feel like I know you so much better now. Oh, really? <laughs> yes, actually. By picking your favorite Taylor moment, it gave us some insight into what you love most about Taylor. Oh, what, what would that be? <laughs> I don't know. I'm still thinking about I it. I would say <laughs> just the fact that she was so glad that she won that like award yeah she was just so happy i think it was just like a proud moment for everyone Mm -hmm. exactly exactly now so people might be wondering why are we even having this discussion like why is ashley here why are we even talking about t swift on tour as opposed to the standard taylor and that's because it like fans and updating accounts play an integral role in taylor's success in my opinion at least because we're the ones keeping that community active as fans and yeah. introducing other fans to the community. So I think people who run things like T-Swift on tour really play a huge role in Taylor's overall success. Does that make sense? Yeah, definitely. Which is? I think um, it's like a way of keeping Taylor's fans closer to her, I think, which is important. Exactly. That's it. That's exactly it. And, and there's so many people out there, and we get the question all the time, like, oh, how can I start a Twitter account and things like that? Well, 
here's here's something here's I'm gonna let you in on a secret. We're not a Twitter account. We're a podcast. <laughs> but okay. T Swift on tour is a Twitter account, so maybe yes. they can help answer that question. Yes, and despite having things, because you have a website now, you've got Facebook, you've got Tumblr, right? You've but got it, like everything now. Yeah, it all came from Twitter, though. But at it the core, you're still a Twitter account, right? That's where it exactly. all started. Yeah. Okay, so just breaking into it, like, what's an updating account, and what is it, what does an updating account do? Because we throw that term around all the time, and I don't know if everyone knows exactly what what you do um well we basically we started off as just um a tour updating account which means that we updated every whole of her fans on everything related to tour and every night we would live update um all of her shows but now it's basically we just keep fans updated on taylor's life like 24 7 so so you're like glorified stalkers no no (laughs) i'm kidding i'm kidding no i know we try to stay clear of like her private life but like her public life, definitely. So anything professional and having to do with her career, you put out there so everybody can know exactly. what's going on and stay up to date. Exactly. So and then I think you guys are at what, like one hundred and fifty-one thousand followers now. Yeah, it's crazy. That's insane. That's absurd. Do you want to trade Twitter accounts with us? <laughs> no. Oh, well, it was worth asking, I guess. We've been asked before. Not yeah, first no. Time. Someone offered us money for it, and we're like, um, "Are you like, serious? No. Oh my god, really? Yeah, yeah. yeah it was. Oh, I'd believe it. I'm like, absolutely no. not, because like, like we're proud to say, like we've never used like following websites or anything like that. Like we've like actually like grown this from the bottom. All of us, like, no websites, nothing, and so some people just want to like buy that and you know, buying followers. I think it's ridiculous. So was the proud whoever of... wanted to buy the account from you, was yeah, that like really. an individual or was that like a business, like a company? No, it was, it was an individual. Oh, That's odd. Yeah. It was really weird. Cause I know for, I don't know for individuals, it just seems pointless. Like why? I you know no what idea. I mean? He's like, he's like, please let me have the account. I'm like, no, he's like, I'll give you any amount of money for it. I'm like, no, thank Whoa. you. You should have thrown out like a million dollars and see if he <laughs> gone for it. Because I, that would have been worth it. If I were you, I would like, have sold okay, the account for a million. Three million dollars. But it's priceless <laughs> though. Like that's their hard <laughs> exactly. work. Yeah. Exactly. And they built it themselves. So I wouldn't want to sell it. it like, cause it's, cause that would be like my, my baby or something. Exactly. It's our baby. Yeah. All of us. Okay, you should have sold it for ten million then. <laughs> I don't, and I, only to Taylor. Yeah, right. Ten that no, ten, ten million dollars. Like, then you could have reinvested and retired. I don't know. Could <laughs> we? Right. No. I mean, still have to have access to it, but I don't think it's gonna happen. So. <laughs> okay, I, I guess that was a, an odd offer you got. Though. Yeah, definitely. So, how'd you come up with the concept in the first place? Like, hey, I'm gonna go and update taylor's shows um i don't know it just came to me like randomly one day i guess i think it was it was november of 2010 and this i think the speak now tour dates were just released or tickets were just going on sale i can't really remember um but like i see like all these different um you know fan sites on on twitter and everywhere else and they're just like posting like ridiculous things like gossip and fake stories and all of this and like those things get spread so easily and there was like not a lot of just like plain out like real news you know going around and also there was so many people like upset that taylor wasn't coming to their city or their country and that she couldn't see them so i thought it was maybe like a way of bringing the show to them 
more or less, even though it's just like on the computer, it's just pictures and videos and live tweets. But that's it's still, still a cool idea, that. though. Yeah. Because so. I know, like, before we even started recording, we were talking about last week's episode with all the Latin American countries that would love to get Taylor and still have not had the opportunity. So it's almost yeah. like living vicariously through people who are there. So at least you get some sort of experience. Exactly. Like, I don't think, um, like, like us in America, I don't think we really get how lucky we are because like some fans have never seen her and who knows if they ever will like it's it's crazy so we're lucky very lucky yeah totally do you get people that tweet you stuff who are at the show and then you use that for your twitter account or like where do you guys get your 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 content from yeah we do um every night or we try before shows, but it's, re- it's really, really hard. Um, we have to find people who are at the shows, and we have to ask them to update us and everything like that, and we go from there. So, but it's really hard to find updaters. Like, it's not an easy job. Think People think it's easy, but, like, Sammy can tell you it's definitely not at all, and it's stressful. <laughs> there are shows when sometimes there wouldn't be any people, and then yeah. you just have to guess. Like, you just exactly. start, like, guessing how long the songs are, and you're like, okay... She's probably on the next one now, and just like hope that it's going right, and then wait for somebody exactly. to tell you what song she's on. And you're like, oh, just kidding, I was four songs behind. Oh, wow. <laughs> like, and it's like we're not trying to like make it up, but like you know, she keeps the same set list most of the time, except you know her secret songs or whatever. But it's hard. I mean, like even if you get something wrong, like people are some people are just not nice. Like they will just attack you about it. Well, it's the internet when they're behind the protection of their keyboard. They exactly. they'll, they'll say, anything. say anything. Like we'll we'll make a grammar mistake and people will freak out. It's so stressful. Yeah. Well, maybe you shouldn't make grammar mistakes. Though. You spelled that wrong. Like, sorry, I'm trying to type ten really million fast. things a minute. Like, <laughs> my spelling isn't perfect. Really fast. Mm-hmm. exactly so here's the million dollar question then because this is something i get all the time and i don't really know the answer to people are asking how do you build a following on a twitter account because i know you mentioned a few minutes ago about having built that completely organically you didn't use any of those following sites and and whatever else is out there i don't even know what's out there really there's so much garbage on the internet so how do you how do you build it like i mean how do you go from zero to 150,000 in what two years roughly Two and a half? Um, it's almost three and a half, I think. Almost three and a half? Yeah. yeah. Um, I don't know. There's like no set answer, but definitely just like start your account. We well I um when I first made it, like I literally I searched Twitter, everyone mentioning Taylor, mentioning the tour, getting tickets, wanting to go to this show, that show, and tweeting everybody and following so many people. Whoever was tweeting about her, just follow them. And just asking people to follow you back, basically, is where you start, I guess. I that's what I did for days and days. So, I feel like consistency was a big part of it too. Like yeah. we were just on there so much, like always, like keeping people. I mean, and that's what you guys are still doing, just like always keeping keeping people updated and being so consistent about it. Like exactly. I think that's what people really appreciate. Yeah, yeah, we very rarely have a quote unquote day off. I mean, even if she has a day off, we're posting a photo or you know finding whatever she was doing. I mean, not in a creepy way, but, you know, she's at the gym. Then a few hours later, we're going to post that she was at Sammy, the gym. Sammy, we all know you're the creepiest of creepy, though. I'm not creepy, no. <laughs> no. No, she's not. But definitely, it's like keeping fans, like, up to date, up, like, as it comes, basically, and posting and posting and posting is... So just setting it straight for people that want to start their own updating account, how much work actually is involved? Like how many hours per week? A lot. A lot. 
crazy amounts. Like, I don't even know set hours. It's just all the time. I mean, it's not even set hours. I mean, I could be driving to school and I'm updating, you know? Samantha. I don't like... You, are not you don't know pain until you've woken up at four in the morning to update exactly. a show in Singapore. Like, oh, wow. Exactly. That is definitely no, dedication. Just... There was there was one Australian show last year. I think it was the Perth show that I had gone to bed and I woke up to go to work and Ashley, the, Taylor hadn't even come on yet and Ashley was still updating. No, it was, what was it? One of either the Australian or New Zealand shows I had. It was one of them. It was nutty. I was like, what? She hasn't even come on yet. No, one of the shows, like, I had went to school all day. I Then I went to work, and then I flew to Florida for vacation. And that night, I had to stay up until, like, 4 or 5 o'clock in the morning. And it was torture just to keep yourself awake. It's, it's like, it's awful. crazy. Like, I hate, I remember I used to hate when she was in Asia or Australia oh. because you don't sleep. <laughs> Ever. Oh, definitely. The Asia ones are like really hard. I remember, I think those were like the first few shows that we yeah. updated with the account. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I remember yeah. I did Singapore and I was dying. Exactly. You had to start <laughs> at like six o'clock in the morning, but meanwhile, you had to be on like two hours before to find people who were at the show and going and pre updates. And it was crazy. It's a lot of work. Yeah, a I remember that dedication. was when like I had a roommate and I was like sitting in my bed with my phone <laughs> trying to not wake her up. And like at like five in the morning, it was horrible. It was crazy. <laughs> it's worth it definitely to make like our fan like their fans happy, like Taylor's fans. But yeah, it's a lot of work. <laughs> so based on all that work, you obviously recruited a team, yes. right? Which uh, Maya was on back in the day, and you got yes. Sammy now, and several other people have come and gone over the last couple yes, years, right? And we also have Katie on there now. And yeah. Katie, who refuses to ever come on this podcast. Uh, just throw that out there. <laughs> we have tried many Don't times. <laughs> She's not even listening right now. We can tease her all we want. She can't yeah. she can't get back at us. She'll never know. <laughs> but so how do you how do you build a team that you can trust? Because it seems like once you've gotten to a certain level, you can't do all the work on your own. Definitely not. Um, I don't know. It's hard. You just have to like go, you just, you know, you have to trust the person enough to come on and, you know, sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't. And I'm just very lucky to have the team that I have now. Anybody's lucky to have Sammy. (laughs) (laughs) So, okay. Here's a question. Do your friends and family think you're an absolutely absolute whack job? Do they think you're crazy? Because mine mine think I'm absolutely nuts for doing Taylor talk. I'm nodding my head. Um, Apparently, Sammy thinks I'm nuts also. No, they think I'm nuts. Oh. (laughs) Yeah. Yes and no. Um, Definitely, I think now that it's it's gotten so big, like my family and friends understand it. But when it started, my parents like thought I was crazy. And my friends, like I'd be like sitting there and I'd be like on my phone. They still make fun of me for it. Like, I'm on my phone 24-7. I'm like, I'm sorry. You don't understand. I have to update. And they're like, oh, please. Like, who cares? You know? But I'm like, you don't understand. But now I think, um, well, I'm actually, right now, I'm going to school for arts management. And in the beginning, my mom totally was against it. She's like, you're never going to get anywhere with it, blah, blah, blah. And I think now that, like, the Taylor account has grown so big, like, I feel like she's more accepting of what I want to do. <laughs> She trusts your judgment, which every parent should, of course. Exactly. So I think they've gotten used to it and they like it now. (laughs) 
it yeah it's it's an interesting thing how people can tease you in the beginning and then when you've actually accomplished something they're like oh wait why didn't i think of that exactly right so speaking to that point has it actually helped any sort of job prospects or career advancement anything outside of the taylor world Uh, not right now i'm still in school and i'm not really but i think it could definitely in the future for any of us who's involved, um, like it's good on your resume, especially if you want to go into that kind of thing or social media or whatever like that. I think it yeah, could I mean, saying help. that you like created an account that got that big could like definitely help if you wanted to do like social media stuff for sure. Exactly. So I think it's definitely good on your resume. Well, I think it is as well, because, you know, for anyone thinking about going into an, uh, you know, an update account or any other sort of fan organization, it also shows the ability to start and follow through with something. There's so many other things that employers can look at, because I actually have or have had Taylor talk on my resume since the beginning. And it's actually gotten me several interviews. And I don't know if it got me my current job, but it probably had part to do with it. And it's always interesting because any interview I've been in, the first question ever every single time is what's this Taylor Swift thing you do? So it's such an awesome conversation starter in job interviews. Definitely. Definitely. Cause it's something unique and they've never seen it before. Yeah. Like I haven't really gone for any uh, jobs just yet. Um, that would have to do anything with it. But I think in the future when I put it on my resume, I think, you know, it'll definitely be an eye opener. Oh, you just wait. I guarantee you're going to go into your first interview after you graduate and they're going to be like, What's with this Taylor Swift thing? I've even had people ask me in interviews. They're like, they're like, so you're not one of those creepy stalkers, right? <laughs> like, I'm like, no, no, no. I promise, I'm normal. <laughs> not exactly like that. But there's so much like credibility now with running fan organizations. I think it has to do a lot with uh, the era of like the self-made celebrity, like YouTube stars and things like that. I think also just like having a talent for social media is so like so like every single company ever has like a Twitter now. So like if you have it on your resume that like you ran an account with 150,000 followers like that could be an asset to like so many careers now. Well, here's something interesting, Maya, and and I don't want to veer too far off of like our, our Taylor discussions, but I actually read an article recently about 10 jobs in the that won't exist 10 years from now and one of them was social media specialist and i was like scratching my head at first because i'm like wait a second social media is not going away right and their explanation was they said that the idea of a social media specialist won't exist anymore because the the generation that's 10 years behind us now is going to be expected to have social media proficiency just every single one of them is supposed to be able to do it uh, yeah, but at the same time, and, and not to veer away, but, you know, there are still going to have to be quote-unquote experts in the field. I mean, you can teach a bunch of kids how to, like the about social media in elementary school, middle school, and high school, wherever they want to start teaching this, but there's still going to be people that are, you know, specialists in that field. So I don't really know that I agree with that. I mean, whatever your opinion is, Sammy, the, the fact of the matter is, is social media skills are bankable for jobs right and so an updating account in my opinion is something that is like hugely important and a great way to practice and learn those skills and also you meet so many new friends along the way too oh yeah oh yeah definitely it's changed my life yep changed your life oh Oh. it warms my heart (laughs) taylor's had an impact on all of us i think 
definitely. <laughs> just a little one, but yeah. Tiny, tiny bit. <laughs> so I, I think one one more question here for you. If someone wants to go out and start their own updating account today, where would you suggest they start? Um, you know, just make your account and research, um, you know, the background of what you want to update about and just go out and find people who support it too. So would you suggest starting with some sort of focus the way you did with specific tour updates and then you just sort of outgrew that? Yeah. Yeah. I think, um, it's, it's kind of hard to just go out there and do everything. So I think starting at a specialized point would be smart. Um, just focus on that, and then it'll grow as it goes. Sweet. Do you know what someone brought to my attention just a couple of days ago on the Ask on our Ask FM channel? What? Is there's a new ish account called like Mama Swift, <laughs> and it's like a parody account for Mama oh, Swift. God. Is there it's, really? Yeah, it's pretty funny actually. It, it's <laughs> actually really actually humorous. Really smart. What's the Twitter handle? I think, it's, I think at it's at Mama underscore Swift. I think Mama with two M's. I could be That's getting funny. that wrong. I have I think to you're look right. at that right now. That's it's so it's kind of like what did with, with Meredith when like Meredith first came into our ethers. You know, like people started making Meredith fan accounts and Meredith fake accounts. It's the same kind of thing. It's like, really funny. Crazy. It's like that cat is so like put all over the place and she doesn't even know it. <laughs> well, she's a kitty cat. Of course she wouldn't know it. It's just funny. Uh, I'm trying to look on our Ask FM channel to see if I can find Yeah, here it is. It's at Mama underscore Swift, and Mama is spelled M-A-M-M-A underscore Swift. And it's actually a rather clever account. I just, It's I, very clever. It was just interesting that that was so recently pointed out to me. And, Ashley, you were just talking about uh, starting in sort of a niche focus area, somewhere I think, specific. I mean, that also kind of goes along with what I was going to add, that it's important to – find your niche in in a fan account but it's also important to have something special about your fan account so you know i can go on twitter and see nineteen thousand update accounts but having you know a parody fan account of taylor's mom really makes you stand out you know it's really clever i mean when ashley started t swift on tour it was one of basically a very few amount of update accounts. So it had that special niche. And, you know, over time we developed sort of like, you know, people are aware of us and people know that they can get good information from us. So that's helped us build our, you know, our following. Um, But, you know, now you definitely need to have something unique about your account. I think that would help. Oh, here's a question. What is it like getting retweeted by Taylor herself? Yeah. It's amazing. <laughs> like, what was going through your mind? Because that's happened a couple times, hasn't it? Yeah. It doesn't get easier. <laughs> it's, it just gets, it's crazy. And it leaves you speechless or screaming or, I think the first time, Sammy and the other girls had called me on the phone yeah. and we were just all freaking out. Like, we couldn't even talk. It was crazy. So what what tweets has she retweeted of you guys? Do you guys remember which like specific ones um, they were? She retweeted the thirteen hours till red, yeah. mm-hmm. and, and she retweeted one of our photos from um, summertime ball in England. Mm-hmm. And there was was it there another? One? Yeah, there Ellen definitely was another one. How do you forget this, Sammy? I don't we know. No, no, we posted a link to Ellen, I think. Right? Oh yeah, it was the link to Ellen. You're right. You're right. Yeah. right. I feel very special when T-Swift on tour retweets us. 
honestly, you're not alone. And it's really funny when like, yeah, get it, like I'll do free and people will send us DMs like we're like the Pope and it's very weird. <laughs> well, I think it, it's just like you. Like, calm yeah. down, okay. I think it has to do with the fact that they're excited that whatever they said is getting exposed to so many people. Yeah. Not necessarily like this. Uh, I get excited when my personal accounts get retweeted by a dancer. That happened last night, and I was like, I'm on Taylor's timeline. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome, Sammy. Sammy's funny. You never fail to make me laugh. So, like, I want to I get people excited about starting, like, their own account. So what sort of benefits have come out of this? And I guess specifically I should, I should just narrow it down. What was – how cool is it that, like, the whole Taylor followers thing – it was amazing. I don't know. It was like something that I never imagined. Um, I had went to my first show. Uh, I think it was, I think on our fearless tour. I remember I was like in the back row and it was like a crazy day. And I was like, you know, one day all I want to do is like have like front row to Taylor's concerts. And like two years later, I would have never imagined the things that have happened after yeah. that. Um, it's definitely, it's awesome. So what did you get to do as a Taylor follower? Um, we basically, um, we were brought to New York City and we were able to stay there for the week with Taylor and we were able to go to Good Morning America with her and the Katie show and any other interviews that she went to and we got to post pictures and updates from what was going on. That's the coolest thing ever. So yeah. running an updating account has its advantages then. Definitely. But let me point out that we did not do it for anything and we do not continue to do it for anything. Exactly. We do me and Ashley and Katie and I have this conversation all the time that if everything were to disappear tomorrow, we would still be updating. Exactly. Like this account has become our whole lives. It's given us friends. It's given us, and well, that makes us sound creepy like we didn't have friends before, but you know. <laughs> lifelong friends it's given us firsthand experience it's given i mean for me personally it, it helped me find you know what i want to do with my life and i wouldn't give it away for anything exactly. so then sammy would you say the best advice going into starting your own account is do it for the love of taylor absolutely exactly. if you are doing it to try and get something just stop you're in it for the wrong reasons. just exactly. stop you're in it for the wrong reasons and it's going to show through your work and it's it's gonna end up blowing your blowing up in your face. You have to want to spend. I mean, like we talked about before, I could spend. I spend more hours a day on Twitter updating than I do sleeping or doing schoolwork yeah. or eating or basically anything else. Like I am on Twitter all the time. Yeah, it's something that like just kind of takes over your life. But like and if you're really committed exactly. to it for the right reasons, it's totally worth it. Yep, exactly. So remember how a while ago I said one last question, then we skewed into another conversation? Do you actually have one last question now? No, no. This whole time I've been trying to think of a funny way to end the discussion, and I've just drawn a blank. I feel like that was a good note, though. Just a positive way to wrap it up. Like, do it for the right, you know, for the love of Taylor. Yeah. It'll be great. Exactly. I guess I think one of the coolest things to encourage everyone to do is just find your own unique way to support Taylor. Absolutely. Exactly. Like your I mean, way is through an updating account. Our way is through a podcast. It's and, and somewhere along the lines, like we, we've sort of found this crossover because now we have Maya and Sammy who have both been a part of T-Swift on tour. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like, so you do end up meeting friends, which was a, which was a big uh, point of yours, big I plus. believe. Yes. 
Does anyone have any last thoughts? <laughs> nope. Mm-mm. Awkward moment of silence. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Thank you guys for having me on. Thank you for coming. Like it, it it was really insightful. I like learning about what other people are doing in the fan community, and you guys are making a big splash. (laughs) Was that a good analogy? Big splash. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Sorry, I'm still trying to think of a witty way to end it, but I just got nothing. (laughs) So I'm just gonna say bye to you, Ashley. Thank you for coming on. Thank you. Thank you guys so much, Ashley. Remember, everyone, go follow at T Swift on tour on Twitter. Thank you. And what's the the website is just tswiftontour.com, right? Yes. Easy one to remember. Mm-hmm. What, what about Facebook? What's Facebook? Everywhere. Um, I think it's T Swift on Tour. No, I think it's Taylor Swift updates. Oh, maybe I don't know. Sammy, you should know these things. I don't things. go on there. That's not my domain. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. Bye, guys. Bye. 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 Well, that was a really insightful discussion. So. Uh, again, thank you to Ashley. And also, Maya and Sammy, your insights were very appreciated as well, since you both have participated on T-Swift on tour. So, yeah. Thank you for that. Fun. No problem. Fun. Remember, guys, all the links that we were talking about with T-Swift on tour, we're going to link to you at taylortalk.org slash episode 124. So that way you can go check out their Twitter account, Facebook page, website, Tumblr. I don't know. Sammy, what else you got? Pinterest. 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 Cool. Yeah. I didn't you guys know you have a Pinterest? Pinterest? Yep, we do. Sweet. Fancy. So go yeah. check that out. Moving on with the episode, we have if Swifties rule the world slash you know your Swifty when. So Maya, since you weren't here last week, why don't you give us our first one? All right. Um, our first one is from The Coolest Way on Taylor Connect. And they said, you know you're a Swifty when you were chosen at summer camp to lead 150 people singing Eyes Open in a contest because you know it better than anyone else. True story. That's a lot wow. of people. Wow. That's I don't know cool. that I would feel comfortable singing Eyes Open in front of 150 people. Well, this girl did. Sammy, you, you, you have such a lovely singing voice now. <laughs> well, they were saying they had to lead 150 people singing it, so they weren't singing it by themselves. That's true. That's true. It's like lead still, teaching it to a group. That's yeah, a I don't know that I would feel comfortable, confident enough to do that. Maybe it's a, a big different... responsibility. Yeah. Cool, what a cool environment for singing Eyes Open, though, at a summer right. camp, because it's very, yeah. like, Katniss Everdeen. It's, like, out in the wilderness. That? You should send us a video. I yeah. assume you're a girl. It, maybe you're not a girl, but whoever you are, you should send us a video. Yeah. The Cruelest like Way, Taylor Connect, a video. Now. Let's go. <laughs> oh, that's me. Um, at Taylor Connect. No. At Taylor Top 13. <laughs> you know you're a Swifty when you don't get any Taylor-related things for your birthday and you get just a little sad. That's from Swifty Sophie on Twitter. Oh, that's, that's sad. very sad. I'm very sorry. In all fairness, I didn't get any uh, Swifty-related things or Taylor-related things for my birthday either. Did you either. ask for it, though? Because I feel like you'd have to put it on your birthday list. Be like, hey, guys, I want this. Because I did, but I'm not going to They probably don't it. know what you already have, you know? Okay, do, know, you, do, you really remember, do you remember a few steps back in our conversation when Ashley was still here? The whole thing about friends and family thinking we're crazy because we do what we do with Taylor. Like, yeah. they should just sort of assume. Yeah, but they really should. Like, I asked my mom for the 13 necklace that Taylor has mm-hmm. without being like, hey, mom, Taylor has this necklace. Can I have it, too? And then I was talking to her about it, and she was like, yeah, it's just a little bit too, like, Taylor has this and you want it, too. And I was like, well, duh, mom. Yeah, I actually went 
and bought this dress that she has too last week and I felt kind of weird like I'm am I buying this because Taylor has this or because it looks good on me like where's this motivation coming yeah from? the, but the, I bought the it famous in H&M dress yeah, yeah that, see I actually one. have a funny story about that specific dress um I came home from something I was on break last week at home and I I came home and my mom was like so I saw this picture of Taylor and she was wearing this really pretty dress and it's from H&M so I bought it <laughs> so uh, I just so got cool. it like two days ago and now I have it now you <laughs> and Diane can wear it and be like twinsies of- and when Taylor's wearing it you all can be triplets oh, well, I got I the have red that. one though not the blue my polka dot one so oh. I have the, um, great cool. Catsby sweater so I'm waiting for her to wear that again so we can be twinsies <laughs> that is such a cute sweater it's a really cute dress though for $15 that's like that's not bad mm-hmm. yeah how dare Taylor wear just a $15 dress like the common people? I'm glad I'm so she, happy did. she did. Yeah. It's awesome. I know. I was, I was being a little sarcastic there because <laughs> like all the blogs and news sites and everything, all, all the gossip sites and whatnot were making such a big deal. Oh my gosh. Superstar Taylor Swift wears a $15 dress. <gasps> but she's a human being or something. Yeah. But it's also made really well. Like it fits nicely. Like the way that it's cut. Like it's not like yeah, a cheap a $15 dress. dress. Yeah. But I think that, I mean, not to get off topic, but that that's, that's a thing that Taylor does quite often. Either wears cheap things when she's like well not cheap but like you know cheap costing things or inexpensive inexpensive things and she repeats outfits a lot which is you know nice most celebrities don't do that i'm like hey she wore those pants you know a month ago outfit repeater do you know what's a fun story sammy speaking of outfit repeater and this is actually since we're off topic i'm just gonna go with it (laughs) uh because there are so many um you know harry potter fans in our audience including our Mm -hmm. entire panel I figure it's not terribly irrelevant, but when uh, Dan Radcliffe, I believe it was when he was doing Equus on Broadway. Oh, I saw that. Keep going. Me too. Uh, I, I'm pretty sure this story is accurate, but what he ended up doing, because paparazzi would always be waiting for him outside the theater taking pictures, he started wearing the exact same outfit every day. <laughs> so that way the paparazzi couldn't sell their photos anymore because it looked like they were all the same. Oh my god, that's so, so funny. Isn't that that's clever? Great. That's great. My yeah. strongest memory from that experience of meeting him after the show was that I was taller than him. I oh. stupidly didn't meet him, but I'm five I was foot four. Just, to clear, just so everybody knows. Christmas, so that evened out. Aww. I wonder what would happen if Taylor met Dan. That, um, that'd or be if a funny they even picture. took a picture. Yeah, the picture would be funny. Yeah, because she's like half a foot taller than him. Oh, Dan Radcliffe. More than that, almost a full foot. <laughs> almost, yeah. Oh Anyways, goodness. so back to this Taylor Swift girl. <laughs> Anyways, back <laughs> to the podcast that we do sometimes. Um, our next mini segment comes from Superb Swifty on Twitter, and they say, "You know you're a Swifty when you can get when you can relate to every single one of these. You know you're a Swifty wins." Yes. Yeah, problem. What all of us suffer from. <laughs> Every time we read these, I'm sitting here nodding my head. I'm like, yeah, that's a thing. Yeah, says that. Yeah, that's true. Oh yeah, yeah. that applies. I did that one time. Exactly. <laughs> Alright, the last one was an email from Nozomi who says, You know you're Swifty when you're willing to wake up at 6 a.m. on a Saturday morning, wait in line at pre-sale for four hours, and then argue with the organizers when they say tickets are, in quotes, sold out. Wow. 
The amount of times that I have slept on a sidewalk for that girl. Oh my god, don't even get me started. Well, I really hope <laughs> well this person was able to get tickets. Life. I believe Nozomi was able to get tickets. We were emailing up and back, and it turns out what ended up happening is just a bunch of uh, bulldooky, to put it nicely. Where <laughs> Wait, what is that word? Bulldooky. You are saying the biggest, strangest words in this episode. You called <laughs> T-Swift and Source something. I don't a know. behemoth. A behemoth, yes. It's like vocabulary by Adam Bromberg. <laughs> I'm just trying to expand your minds. Taylor, Taylor Talk is educational as well as entertaining. Well, either way, supposedly, you can learn your SAT words. Supposedly, <laughs> what happened is they opened up for pre sale and they had this line that was, of course, really, really long that a lot of dedicated fans waited in for a long time, only to find out when, when they got to the counter that they had opened up the regular sales online already. And so the people that were waiting for pre sale ended up finding out that the tickets were sold out. What the heck? And that's they, awful. And, and well, see, that's what you get waiting? for doing things old school. Like, I mean, I'm not like not faulting them, but like the company for just like not separating tickets for presale for like uh, the actual you know people that are there and the people online. Because I mean, like here in the states, they do blocks. So for presale, only certain blocks of tickets go on sale, right. and then once those are sold out, then regular ones go on sale, and there's there's a different block of tickets, you know. Mm-hmm. So, like, I don't I really understand why they didn't do that kind of thing there. It and doesn't make so sense. that's so rude because those people had, like, spent time and waited. and they were Yeah, I mean, if they, like, there. ran out, like, if they have, like, say, like, a pile of, like, 100 pre-sale tickets and they ran out when they got there, okay, fine. But, like, the fact that they were, like, double-selling them is ridiculous. Yeah. It, well, either way, Nasomi argued with them and I believe actually managed to get some tickets, if I remember right. correctly. So that which that just opens up a whole nother can of worms with how shady the ticket sales industry is where they claim to be sold out, but somehow can magically come up with tickets. That happens. all. I mean, I was having that conversation with somebody like I was telling them about like if people yell at them for standing up that they should just kind of walk around until they find a place where they can go. And they were like, but it's sold out. How can I do that? And I'm like, I guarantee you that it's it's sold out, but it's people aren't it's gonna end up with empty seats and they just make it you know Mm -hmm. and that's not taylor's fault that's not taylor's promoter's fault that's the ticket people fault for you know being like oh yeah it's sold out but they really still have tickets i almost feel like that they say that just because they want to make it sound like oh this is a great show and they're here at our city and like look what we did yeah, Ticketmaster does that all the time. Mm-hmm. I mean, look at, you know, a week before the show, they all of a sudden have these magic tickets that go on sale. Come <laughs> on. <laughs> yeah. So thank you, everyone, who sent in for the mini segments. Remember to keep submitting them. We'd love to hear from you guys. Please keep them coming. One last mini segment before we go. What are Swifties listening to? Megan emailed us for the first time ever. And suggested that Swifties listen to Little Black Dress by Sarah Bareilles. I like that I, song. It's a good I've song. I've never heard it. I mean, I love Sarah Bareilles in general, but yeah. I wasn't familiar with it before she suggested it. That's why I thought it would be a good suggestion for everyone, because everyone is familiar with Sarah Bareilles, but more specifically for her songs like Brave that are, well, her yeah, mainstream popular songs. Yeah, well, this one is from songs. the new album, so. Yeah. So go check that out. Little Black Dress, Sarah Bareilles. It's got kind of a jazzy sort of tone to it yeah it's, it's actually really it's good like your other songs do. really really yeah. good song definitely check it out so thank you to, for suggesting that megan appreciate it i lost my train of thought again 
Ours is this the part where we say goodbye. Yeah. <laughs> I just, I wanted to keep talking. I always get sad when we have to say goodbye. So long, farewell. I don't know that one. It's from The Sound of Music. Oh. I also can't sing, so that's probably why you didn't know. Well, you just uh, sang to about, well, a lot of people. I, I wasn't really trying in my defense, so whatever. Um. <laughs> <laughs> All right, bye, everybody. Remember to contact us. All the methods of contact you can find at taylortalk.org slash contact. There's many, many ways you can contact us. And on another note, please, if you love us, let us know. Leave us a review on iTunes. You can go directly to our iTunes page by visiting taylortalk.org slash iTunes. Thanks, guys. It's been fun. See you all next week for episode 125. But for now... This has been episode 124 with Adam, Maya, Diane, and Sammy. And another thanks to Ashley who joined us earlier in the episode. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye, guys. This podcast is not directly affiliated with Taylor Swift.